What is it, not lassie? <laughs> Listeners can become a patron on Podbean <laughs> and gain access to exclusive content for as little as $5 a month. What do they get? <laughs> Outtakes? <laughs> lost episodes? <laughs> bloopers? <laughs> and swag. Yes, their contribution will help keep that taxi podcast going. And Timmy fell down the well again? Well, okay, let's go get him. Yeah, you're right. Fuck that little kid. He's got to learn sometime. (laughs) In today's episode of That Taxi Podcast... We'll get to know you here. Have you ever uh, done a dick pic? By request. Oh, okay. Somebody requested a dick pic and you Mm -hmm. sent it. Yeah. And I sent him a picture of Dick Van Dyke. little ways in, I hear him muttering under his breath something about sucking dick. Right? I'm like, mm. I said, what? He you want to come sit up front here? But I could hear what he was saying under mm-hmm. his breath. I just didn't, you know. And a few miles later, he would go, yeah, hey, where'd you get their dick sucked? I'm like, sorry, I can't hear you, you know? He's like, oh, no, nothing, nothing. But then we get closer to his house. He goes, we can go in and watch porn. <laughs> yeah, I pointed it out. I said, I didn't realize how much I interrupt you. And she said, I never realized it either. She didn't either, yeah. And uh, it was embarrassing. It was it was grossly Did you embarrassing. Change? Did you oh, grow yeah. from that? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't think you have. <laughs> Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts. (laughs) Okay, okay, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. Off we go. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. They're the modern Stone Age family. From the town of Bedrock, they're a page right out of history. Don't ask me why I can't do something if I say, no, I'm not going to do it. That's why. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know, man. You want to kick his ass, don't you? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> do you want to? Do we? Do we want to do a uh, what do you call it? A take? Beep. Can you come in? Oh, I don't know. Can you just come in. Oh, you got your song? Yeah, I already did it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I meant like, do you want to n- not do that part or? Because that was really genuine. What happened? Yeah, I thought you you throw it in outtakes. Oh no! I feel like that should be on the. That's our on the street shit, man. That oh, okay. happened right yeah. when you came in. But uh, what was your song? You want me to say it? You want to sing it? No, because you'll laugh at me and say <laughs> I can't sing. And I know I can't sing. No, that's, that's not, not. That's the, the whole. Point of it. Yeah, that was not the point. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do a take two. 
Thomas is going to step back into the cab. Try to lay no boogie woogie. I'm the king of rock and roll. Well, you were dancing there. Are you doing Elvis? No. What was that? That's Long John. What's his last name? Uh, Silver. Baldry. Baldry. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Don't try to lay no boogie woogie on the king of rock and roll. I'm watching that blackbird over there standing on the sidewalk. Oh, my. That's a pigeon. Is it a pigeon? I can't see that. Look black from here. They all look alike to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, they don't give a fuck. Who are you texting now? Nobody. Your girlfriend. Your mom. Your wife. I don't know. What? You put a heart there. I put a heart on everything. Put a penis there. No, I don't do that. Have you ever... We'll get to know you here. Have you ever uh, done a dick pic? By request. Oh, okay. Somebody requested a dick pic and you mm -hmm. sent it. Yeah. And I sent them a picture of Dick Van Dyke. Ah, oh, we talked about this before. Oh, we have? Yeah, because I, I remember I said somebody wanted me to send a dick pic, so I looked up half black dicks. Okay. I never told you this? Mm -hmm. Okay, so mixed race dicks is what I would look for. Okay. And I, I took a picture of one that looked kind of like mine and sent that instead. And for years, she had that. <laughs> and I talked to her once. And I remember the conversation came up. So I said, I've never sent a dick pic. She goes, I have a dick pic of you. And I had to admit to her. That it wasn't it real. It wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't mine. <laughs> I'm not going to do that shit. I'm not putting that shit out there. I don't know. I don't dare. We live in such a litigious country that... Uh, just think about it, Thomas. If we ever became super, super famous. Oh, yeah. We'd... Uh... You got a dick pic out there. Well, no, I mean, they, there's a dick pic out there, right? So, I don't want that for me. Eh, I don't care. Eh, that's all right. You got one foot in the grave. See, there's things like uh, people like Chappelle who make mistakes and then they fucking own it. They, they own that it, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, you, that's what you got to do. You can't fucking back off and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. Good morning. Morning. You came in without a song. You, uh, I think you got a little distracted. I was pissed. I was gonna fucking drop that fucker. Yeah, he was just what, like, eighteen, nineteen years old. He said he was nineteen. I heard him talking to the other, yeah, the girls there. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when he was fighting that guy, he said he was nineteen. Yeah, he's just a punk ass kid. Yeah. Uh. Oh, that was a guffaw. I thought that was him. Oh my god! Have you forgotten anybody this week? Yes. You have? Yes. It was Jason from Shell Station. Oh, no. Now, get this. He calls me, and I said, that's perfect. He likes it when I'm 60 seconds away. But I said, I'll be there in, like, 20 minutes. Uh, and he goes, uh, actually, I have a lot of things to carry, so that would be nice. Thanks. Okay. And I said, no problem. And, I'm, and I'll even put a little alarm on to remind me not to forget you. And, and you forgot to put the alarm on? <laughs> yeah. And I dropped off my people. And instead of going straight to him, I ran straight to uh, Rumors to pick up Nikolai. Uh -huh. And because I had booze and stuff for him. Uh -huh. And uh, I take him home. Now we're past 20 minutes. And he uh -huh. called because I've been telling him, stay inside. Just stay inside. That way, if I don't show up, you can at least call me and you can stay warm. Right. You know? And he does. He calls me. And I had already picked up uh, Lydia. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you called. I don't know how far past 20 minutes it was, but I uh, was just two blocks away. 
and I picked him up. He was grumpy about it, and that's fine. He can be. It's yeah. a free ride. Right. But I felt really bad. So. Does this thing have fart inducers? No, it does not have seat. Oh, you get seats. Let me turn off my computer here. <laughs> How was your week? Well, I still don't have my car back, obviously. Yes, we're still in this. We're still in Kevin the Kia. Kevin, yeah, Kevin the Kia. I get anxious and irritated when I'm not communicating. What are you doing? What's that? Your wipers are on. Oh, Jesus. I get anxious and irritated if I'm not communicated with. And well, they, you were supposed to have your car back by now. Yeah. But you told me that they didn't have the part. Yeah, they said there was one part missing. There was the bumper because they still had to do they had to do the panel and the side view mirror mm-hmm. and uh, and the wheel. Did I tell you about they wouldn't they weren't going to let me have my rim back? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to. You talk said they were going to charge you a core charge. Yeah, I'm going to talk to some about that because I, I believe it's mine. If they if they give you a wheel. They just put on the wheel they bought. Maybe they have to send back the bad wheel. No, you buy a wheel and you charge the 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 company. You know. Anyway, uh, one of the fun things about this though is I'll say, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes, and I'll pull up to them on a curb, and they'll be like looking for me, right? Looking for your white car. Yeah, yeah. And then they get, especially if I'm in their driveway and I pull up, they get all uncomfortable. They don't know who this is. So sometimes I don't realize that. You don't remember. It's not yeah. in their forethought. Yeah, it's not. Like at the start, it was, but now that it's this is going on the third week, yeah, it's I don't think about it very much. So I've been showing up to people, and they're like, "Oh, new ride! Oh, I love your ride!" And it's like I fucking hate this ride, man. I want my baby back. Baby back ribs. Baby back, baby back. How about you? How was your week? Pretty good. Good. Ooh. I had this passenger, uh, <clears throat> she was with a group. There was two females, two males, you know, and I bring them from a bar downtown to where they live in. And the whole time she's telling me, I need better courtesy on the phone. I was very rude to her. And I'm like, you didn't talk to me on the phone. Hmm. You talked to my dispatcher. And she just would not, it would just would not sure it sink you. into her, yeah, to her head that, I wasn't the one she was talking to. I'm just the driver. They sent me here to get you. You know, I don't know if she thought she called a number and it went directly to me or what. But, you know, and when we finally get to her house, she's still chiding me over this. She's still bitching about it. And she says, I'm not tipping you because you were rude on the phone. What a... And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, just get out of my car. Just pay the fare. You know, I don't care. Tips don't really matter that much to me, you know? Yeah. So I just think that attitude, holy shit, I'm not going to tip you. Yeah. Well, aren't you a hoity-toity little bitch? Yeah. I'm not asking for a tip. Tip is something you decide for yourself right. when you, yeah. Exactly. I've, I got to come up with something to say. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Uh-huh. No one needs your tip. Right. You only give it because you want to be appreciative. What I hear you saying is you're not an appreciative person. Right. It's fine. Think of what I think of you. <laughs> Holy shit. I'd probably say something like, I wouldn't take your tip anyway. You know? Or or you could throw it in the other direction. Oh, no, no tip. What do I say to little Joey? What I do I say to little Smith that they don't week. need to? Yeah. <laughs> no shoes for you. I had plans. No, I, I've i been rude um, to people from time to time. 
but rudeness begets rudeness. You know, that's sure. the only reason I would ever have been rude is because you've been rude to me. And I'm more of a punishing rude. You know, I'll throw sarcasm. But then they're like, what's your name? Well, this is back when I was with Yellow Cab. They'd ask me, <laughs> what's your name? And I would say, Beavis. Okay. I said, Beavis. I was. I always just said Victor because we don't have a Victor that drives for us. Right, right. And I figured if they called the dispatcher and said, that Victor guy, I'm going to, you know, kick his ass or whatever, <laughs> let the dispatcher go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. What? I'm going to give you my name? Yeah. I'm going to work with you on this? Yeah, go, go complain about yeah. me. So I picked the guy that no one's going to yell at from the company. Yeah. So they always backed me anyway. Mm, yeah. I've never had a dispatcher. Yeah. I've, uh, Pooner called me a couple times and said, just to be sure. Right. This guy said you flipped him off while he was while driving. And I said, yeah, I did. Give me his <laughs> phone number. I'll talk to him about it. Yep. And he would never give me his phone number. No, uh, of course not. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he wanted to be sure. Yep. Pooner's not a judging person. Nope. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, he's been out there, he knows, yes. Yeah. So, and I think the dispatchers that have never driven, I think they should at least drive for, for two weeks minimum, yeah, before they take the dispatcher job, yeah, because they don't know what it's like out here. That's true, yeah. that's true. Um, I did appreciate with working with Yellow back in the day because it, I learned how to stand up for myself doing that job, mm -hmm. I learned how to say no. I learned how to say, fuck you, give me the money. Not like that, you know, right. but no, fuck you, pay me is what the, the concept yeah. is. And Yellow backed us all the time, no matter what. Our story was always the one that worked. They didn't care about what right. the customer complained about. Um, and I think part of that was because Ron did appreciate the gangster family mentality. Yeah. You know, he always he was, thought he was a gangster. He always thought he was like a Hell's Angels kind of guy. So you were in the family and he backed you. Yeah. Now, you know, he would yell at you, sure, for this, that, and the other yeah. thing, but he at least. A lot of that was show just for yes. his wife. Oh, do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time uh, <clears throat> he called me in and uh, Deb was there and he's like leaving the door open, the office door open, and he's chiding me about, you know, talking bad about so I did something wrong. So he's telling me, I. You, can't fucking you know he's really flying off the handle and he says shut the door i said shut the door he goes look that was just for her i don't give a shit what you do out there as long as you don't cost me money yeah i said okay yeah did the same thing with me when i when i fought him in front of everybody when we switched over to being independent or from independent contractors right. to employees i had a client that i worked for that i made a lot of money from up in you know like 15 miles away and I wasn't giving that up just because I'm now an employee. Right. When she calls me, I'm going to go get her. And and he's like, that's my ride. That's my company. Right. That's and I said, no, that's my ride. You know how many times I've driven her crying and snotting and trying to do coke and, and, and gambling and losing all her money and getting home from work? She, I'm the one her, she trusts. And he got mad at me in the office and he's yelling at me all the way. And he closed the door and he goes, okay, fine. It's like I just got to say that for the guys out there, you know. Oh yeah, they needed to hear me give you a hard time. Yeah, yeah, but it was that quick, you know. Yep. So he got it too, though. You know, he understood, which actually was his fault, to be honest. I honestly think that when when Uber came into town, instead of making us all employees, which he really didn't have the choice at that time, 
he really should have fired everyone. That's he didn't do that because of Uber. Uber. No, no, that, that had yeah, I know that had nothing to do with Uber. That was right. his fight with Labor and Industries. Mm-hmm. But he cared so much about the gangster family mentality or 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 aspect of what we did that he bent over backwards for for us who had regulars for uh he still saw that for us but because of the employee basis he was hemorrhaging money from all of us who would run out to go take care of our, our regulars and not tell him but he couldn't tell beavis not to right he couldn't tell mike he couldn't tell me you know we went and did our own thing anyway and that was a flaw he had if he was going to compete with yellow or with uber he would have done best to fire everyone and hire only people who don't know anything and will only do what he tells them to do. Then he would ha- he would have saved so much money, and he could have flooded the streets with hundreds of them, or well, how many cabs did he have? Like sixty or something like that. I don't think he had sixty cabs. He, they weren't all running at the same time. So how many cabs would he have on the road? I would the say busiest we would have, have thirty. Cabs, yeah, yeah, we had thirty cabs on the road at one point, mm-hmm. like Christmas Eve and things like that. And he could have flooded the streets and he could have been able to compete with Yellow, no, or she, Uber, but no drivers would have been making money. They would quit. And he just would hire it. He would just hire a new one. That's how you should do it. That's like Mary Kay, right? You just flood the street with all these people trying to sell something. And even if one sells it one or two, you're still making money. They don't make enough after a month or a year. They quit. Somebody else comes in and tries. Amway, same thing. Mm. And he, if he wanted Yellow to survive, he should have competed, but he didn't because he cared too much about us. That was his undoing, I think. Well, anyway, uh, anything else to talk about for the week? You want to get started? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to The Dispatcher. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And just like our conversations in the taxi, we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's what makes what we do so real. So let's see where the dispatcher sends us now. The dispatcher. 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 I will, I will spin the wheel. Tray. Three. Uh, Three. Interesting. interesting Snap and stance. Snap and stance. You got any interesting snap and stances? Yeah, I had uh, picked up a guy downtown here, and he was going way out in the county. And I said, no worries, you know, I made him pay up front. Charged him 120. And uh, so he gets in, he starts driving, and little ways in, I hear him muttering under his breath of something about sucking dick. Right? I'm like, mm. I said, what? You know, I said, what? He you want to come sit up front here? I said, what? And he snapped back with, what? Like, you know, mocking me. But I could hear what he was saying under mm-hmm. his breath. I just didn't want to know. And a few miles later, he would go, hey, everybody should get their dick sucked. I said, what? And he's like, what? I'm like, sorry, I can't hear you. You know, I, you know, like, oh no, nothing, nothing. But he was also talking about his friend who had, uh, she had gotten pulled over, and he was telling her not to drive, but they got pulled over, so she had a DUI. So mm. I started changing the subject. Like whenever he would pull that, I would ask him about, well, 
do you think Naomi's going to call you for a ride tonight to, you know, come get her out of jail? And he would, you know, talk about that for a few minutes. And was it someone you knew? Someone he knew oh, that see. got arrested. Okay. And he told me her name. So. Oh, I see. And then he would, a little while later, he would go, um, suck your dick, you know, <laughs> under his breath. And I, I'd change the subject like, uh, did you tell her not to drive? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was telling her not to drive. She shouldn't have driven, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then we get closer to his house. He goes, we can go in and watch porn. <laughs> I'm like, no, thanks. I'm busy, man. I'm Sweet. Got to ride. So. What if he was really good looking? Huh? Oh, well. You missed out. Mm -hmm. I guess so. But nothing came of it. He paid. He left. He well, he paid. Prepaid me. So oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I had the money up front. I could have kicked them out halfway in the ride and said, "Get the fuck out." Yeah. Okay. No, but I took him all the way to the house and opened the door for him. No, let him out and he left. So. I had something similar, but it wasn't along the way. It's just something that came up at the end. I drove this guy. We had a great conversation. He was funny. He was charismatic. He was clearly on coke because he was just a mile a minute. Um, but it was a funny conversation and a good time and everything. And we get there and he's like, I don't have any cash on me. I got to run inside. Why don't you come inside? Come inside. And I was early in my driving years. I put it about a month or two. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll just wait for you. And he's like, no, 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 come on, come on inside. And he had this big house, uh, right off a golf course Ooh. and, uh, nobody around. <laughs> just kidding. Now that I think did he want, did he want to just suck your dick? Well, I did come into the house and I stood in the foyer and he said, drop your pants. No, and he goes, hang on, hang on, come here, come here, come here, come here. And he turns on the TV, bam, porn, oh, this boy. big TV, right? The big screen yeah. TV and everything. Boom. There's porn on there. Cute and I'm like, and oh, like <laughs> it was already on the channel. <laughs> and I, I said, no, just get me my $15 or whatever it was. And, uh, he's walking around going, Hey, wait, wait, you want to see this? Want to see this? And he opens up a room and there's a hot tub in this room upstairs yeah already bubbling no it wasn't on oh, okay but i i was puzzled because it was on the ground floor but there was a basement under the house i could tell that there was like so i don't know how safe that was right but anyway maybe there was a slab there and it was, was yeah. part of the basement so then he goes come here come here come here and he's he walks to the garage and he says look at this look at this and he gets on this little this so i'm following him <laughs> like like an idiot and he's got a crotch rocket he's got the the what do you call it at or not at atv yeah uh -huh. all-terrain vehicles and uh he's got snowmobiles he's got all this shit in the in nice. the garage yeah there's all cool and stuff it's like dude you need to pay me and he did but it was one of those uh guys he's a guy guy but he had a very effeminate flamboyant characteristic mm -hmm. to him sure. right i've since met lots of them yeah I actually met his ex-wife. Oh, I dated her for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Did you tell him, tell her about the porn? Eventually, yeah. After many years, uh -huh. uh, I dated her for probably a month, two months. Okay. And there was one night she said, "I need to go to this house and I need to get my stuff to get out and everything." And we drive to his house. He said, "I've been here before." <laughs> I did. I said, "I've been here before," and I described him. I'm sorry. And I described him, but it wasn't until years later, because we're still friends. We're friends now. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until years later that I told her what did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did so. she say that's typical? He usually she told me actually guys a, in? No, no, she actually told me a story that was a little more dark. 
oh. like that. Yeah. So I guess this guy was a little off the rails. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Damn. <laughs> you get flirted with a lot. Uh-huh. Male, we female. Do. Yeah. I take it in stride, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've had people offer to I never really take ride. it seriously. I don't either. Yeah. And it's it's same thing for women yeah. too. I don't think it's a serious thing, especially if you're driving someone home from the bars. Right. They're just coming through, get, mm-hmm. going through something or getting something out. So, um, my interesting happenstance: I had a a guy and a, a a man and a woman get in the in the back seat, and I was driving around, taking them home. And he wasn't from here. He was talking about how neat things were around here, and I said, "Oh, where are you from?" He was from Fort Worth. And I said, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, I'm visiting her. She had this breakup with so-and-so. And and she started explaining, yeah, I asked him to come out here and hang out with me. Because I have a lot of times that I'm spending time with her. And I talked to her about a lot of stuff. And, and he kept interrupting her every time she would try to explain what was going on. He wasn't. So she would, like, start to say something and he'd finish it for her? Yes. Like, finish it. Like, yeah, what she's really saying is, you know, that kind oh, of thing. Okay. And then she ended up saying, hey. I can speak for myself. And then he was like a little puppy. Just sat there quietly. I mean, at least he didn't bitch. You know, he at least didn't right. say, well, I was just trying to help out. Right. So, you think it hurt his feelings? Yeah. That she said sure. that? Yeah. But that's okay. But he realized he was doing yeah, that. Yeah. And that's why I think he stayed quiet. Oh. I suddenly remember something that why that story maybe had an impact on me. Because when I was still married, I used to do a lot of filming video of my kids and us hanging out. Yeah. Exactly. I think it was. She was awake, right? <laughs> yeah, she was awake. And we would just be in the park or we would be in the kitchen or we would be in the yard. And I was shocked when I watched some of the video back how much I interrupted her. Oh. I was shocked. It was embarrassing. And she didn't think anything of it. It was just what she lives. Right. And I'm talking months of stuff. And I had to apologize to her. And had to be cognitive. Was, of, she, was she aware that you were doing it? Once you apologized, was she saying, well, yeah, but I never really. She, Yeah, I pointed it out. I said, yeah. I didn't realize how much I interrupt you. And she said, I never realized it either. She didn't either. Yeah. It's just something that you deal with sometimes or you just get used to that personality. Right. And uh, it was embarrassing. It was, it was grossly Did you embarrassing. Change? Did you grow oh, yeah. from that? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't think you have. <laughs> I'm going into regression now. Huh. And it was something I endeavored to change. And you were hor- you were horrified, weren't you? I was horrified, yeah. yes. I was embarrassed. I was grossly embarrassed. I can't remember what it was, but I saw myself on film one time. And when I saw it, I was like shocked and appalled at my behavior. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I can understand that. And you never, you're, did, you're you never perce- did porn again. <laughs> your perception of what people see you as is totally different than what you know, your what I'm saying is your perception of what you think people view you as is totally different than what in actuality it is. Yeah. And sometimes you have to see yourself on film or something. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a good opportunity too. you know, when I listen to the editing, when I'm editing and I listen to us talking, there's some things I don't like about how I talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the opportunity to remove it. Right. <laughs> but sometimes I think I do leave some things in because it's a fault. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that's the great thing about podcasting is we want to be seen with our faults and everything, but acknowledge that and try to work better on things. Right. I think we resonate more with people when re- they realize that we also have yeah, faults everybody and everybody does. Yeah. Right? 
you have more than others. You have more than I. But I mean, we all have some faults. Well, we can't all be perfect. And I think that's what the we can of these... strive to better ourselves, but we don't have to be perfect. Better ourselves. Did you hear what he said? Better ourselves. You know what that's from? No. I'm sure you're gonna tell me. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, all right. Let's spin you, the wheel. You, you said want... it so badly that I didn't understand what it was from. <laughs> That was a squeaker. <laughs> hey, you're capping here. Oh, <sighs> slow down. People fart. Okay. See, people have faults. Okay. Seven. Seven is oh shit. Oh shit, motherfucker. Anything oh shit come to mind? Something just came on my butt. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it was a cute little one. It went. You have an oh shit moment. Wasn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it. Yeah, we we were uh, out here last weekend, and uh, I'm sitting in front of the uh, cheesy little bar. You know, everyone goes to that. You know, where everybody knows your name. Right, everybody's. Uh, it's been here forever, right? Mm. <clears throat> I'm looking down the alley, and I see two guys um, attacking one another guy. And uh, it's pretty far down the alley. I'm not going to run down there or nothing. But there's this guy who had just been kicked out of the club there for trying to get in without paying. He's standing there. He sees what's happened. He decides he's going to run down there and solve the problem. The funny part was he slipped on ice halfway down and biffed it. So I was laughing my ass off already. He goes down there, pulls the two guys off. And, and they start kind of like running away a little bit. And then they hear one of the guys say, he's got a gun. He pulled a gun on us. So the guy they were beating up had pulled a gun on the other two. Oh. So the big guy who ran down there turns around and grabs the guy, throws him. They both slip on the ice and his the dude's head hits the pavement. The and kid, it, the, kid the, yeah. the one with the gun. The gun with the gun. Yeah. And knocks him out. So oh. he's knocked out. For some reason, the guy who ran down there grabs the kid's shoes. Like, isn't that a ghetto thing? Like, That's a real ghetto right, thing to do, yeah. Intercepting type thing. Yeah. Grabs the kid's shoes and comes back. Not going to need these anymore, kid. Kid comes back to the front door and just throws them down on the ground. <clears throat> so the guy, the kid with the gun, or who had the gun, comes walking back, and, and he's, like, yelling, and he's all pissed off, right? Walks across the street, and he's on the phone turns out that the guy who yanked him down stole this kid's gun and took off and the shoes well and the shoes but he dropped the shoes there at the oh yeah, the front. yeah. but he's so he goes down the oh he didn't keep the shoes all right okay he goes down the, the block halfway to where the crossing is and the bouncer from the establishment is like where's the gun where's the gun and the guy's like i don't know i don't know he, you know you can see him just then the cops pull up I point out to where he is, uh, where the because he's walking across the street. You can see him walking across the street. Uh -huh. I tell the cop that's the guy who supposedly took the gun. So he whips around and tries to go find him. They eventually let everybody go because everybody's story was different, which you know would happen. Well, that's why they ask questions. questions. Yeah, yeah. So that's fucking crazy. Yeah, 
It was. But he didn't keep the shoes, so the shoes must not have been that great. I guess you just keep somebody from chasing after you if he's got no shoes. Yeah, the guy was run running the other way. He was running. The guy and was barefoot, barefoot yeah. socks, right? Yeah. I guess that he was on the phone with his sister, and his sister showed up. But they had the, by that time he had gone back to the original point of the fight, and the cops showed up from every which way and had everybody at gunpoint. They even had one of the bouncers from the club at gunpoint because he was. Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah, Bo was, uh, working the door. It wasn't Bo. It wasn't was, Bo. No, it was one of the shorter, skinnier guys. Okay. Yeah, I think I talked to Bo about it. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so that was that, huh? Okay, that was pretty weird. That is that is an interesting uh, funny. And then his sister grabs the guy's shoes. You know, the sister shows up, says, "I'm looking for so and so," and I said, "They got him right there. He's at gunpoint. You're not going to go down there and talk to him." And I said, "Well, there's his shoes." So she picks him up. Nice. Don't do this. Don't do. Stop. Stop. What are you? You're going to shit yourself. You're trying so hard. I'm not trying hard. So, I remember a shooting this summer. It seemed to have, it felt like a bit of a rash of shootings in the alleyway back there, the one you're describing. Mm -hmm. There was one uh, one summer day, they shut down all of, uh, like a block from here, Magnolia, um, in front of, like, there was a Rite Aid there and a bunch of other stuff. And they shut it down and there were cops everywhere because there was a ma- there was an active shooter <clears throat> and that was what came over the airwaves that's what was all over facebook active shooter active shooter active shooter and there's an image that comes with active shooter uh you know guy in a tower or from a vantage point picking off people right and there was shooting wouldn't that be active sniper wow shooter and uh i remember the terror that everybody had. And then we found out it was some county boy who was yeah. downtown walking from one bar around the corner to another bar and just shooting his pistol in the air. Yeah. And he was drunk. He was being stupid. Sure. But he wasn't shooting it at anybody. No. He was, there was nothing, you know, me, you don't know that we don't, we don't know that, but we do know that it scared everybody. People were locking their doors. The, the, I remember Rite Aid, I talked to the manager there cause he rides with me to karaoke sometimes. And, they had to shut shut down the store and bring everybody to the back and stay away from yep. the windows. And same with the uh, tiki bar that's there. They had to lock everything down. That's where the guy was going, by the way. Uh, but it turns out it was just some guy shooting in the air. And I mean, that's a, still an oh shit moment, and it's terrifying. But uh, I don't know, terrifying. I wouldn't be terrified. Well, you're around that. Yeah. You you have military experience. I'd be concerned, but I wouldn't be terrified i would be guns start shooting i just want to move on i'd want to get away from it sure i mean you need to you don't need to panic i'd panic somebody was shooting a gun right here i would fucking freak the fuck out i would drive off sure drive off but you don't have to cause them you know you don't speed out of here at 90 miles an hour and hit some pedestrian because you're afraid of a gunshot i suppose it's amazing what you do 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 what a person will do when they're under pressure and still be able to hold together and, mm-hmm. and, and shit. Yeah, I, I do. Well, that. look at that recent uh, incident on the airplane where the door plug fell out. You know? <laughs> I don't know that. What? Come on. No, what? You haven't heard that. What do you mean recent? How recent? I don't know. Three weeks? I don't know. I don't watch the news. 
Well, maybe you should. I don't browse. I look People at People don't talk to you and the, when they're in the cab? They don't like me. So what happened? Uh, they're flying uh, midair and the door plug sucks out and yeah. And nobody, nobody uh, got sucked out with it. But the kid that was sitting right next to it, it ripped his shirt off. It ripped the uh, back of the seat in front of him, the, the headrest out, and all the oxygen masks came down. I didn't know anything about that's that. That's why uh, that's a 737 MAX. That's why they're grounded again until uh-huh. they're inspected again. The MAX, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but it, just imagine the people, you know, I'm sure there were a few people panicking, but then I'm sure there were some who were quite calm and knew exactly what to do. And Yeah. I've seen a lot of people in like the medical world when something happens out on the street, something goes down and they are calm, cool and collected and they they're able to yeah. direct sure execute for that too. Yeah, that's true. Um, I may have talked about this story. It comes to mind for my oh shit moment. Um, <clears throat> I had two guys I picked up from downtown uh, at the nightclubs and I drove them probably $10 away to a, apartment complex and when we pulled into the apartment complex the kid in the passenger side in the back jumps out and runs away and the other kid sitting behind me starts scooting over to jump out of his side too he should have jumped out his own door right but he's following his friend and we were in the crown vix at the time and i made a hard left turn door slammed shut and the door shut Mm -hmm. okay just let me tell it even if i may have said it a while before if you want to hear this story again <laughs> oh listen God. to episode 31 it's not in 31 he doesn't know what he's talking about it's in eight previous episodes anywho i turn the door slams and i start driving back downtown fuck this kid i'm going to drop him off back at the beginning i'm not getting my money out of this he's on the phone right and he calls 911 and i hear him crouched in the back seat and he's like uh i'm being kidnapped and i could hear on the phone because it was turned up loud enough uh you could hear 911 dispatcher clicking away. And she says, uh, sir, where are you right now? He says, I'm in a car. And she said, uh, what kind of car is it? And he goes, hey, what kind of car is this? And I said, it's a Crown Vic. He goes, it's a Crown Vic. And she's typing away. Do you know what color it is? He goes, hey, what color is this car? And I said, it's a yellow car. I'm a taxi. And you hear her say, sir, are you in a taxi? And he said, yeah. And I said, let me talk to her. And he goes. He wants to talk to you. So she gives the phone to me, or he gives the phone to me, and I talked to her, and I said, yeah, I picked up these two guys at this particular club. His friend jumped out. He didn't get out in time. I'm just driving him back downtown. And she said, would you like to have an officer meet you back downtown? And I said, yeah, I'll be at the bank across the street from the nightclub. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he can be there. And uh, so hang up the phone, give it back. And then the phone rings again, and it's his friend. Hey, did you get out? Did you get out? He's like, no, I'm still and, I, and he says, where are you going? And I said, I said, I'm taking him back downtown. If you want him, if you want to, you know, if you want him, you can come pick him up, but you got to bring me the money. So then this girl gets on the phone and says, okay, okay, we'll come, we'll come and, and, and bring you the money. But as I'm pulling into the bank, there's already an officer there waiting for me. So I pull in the bank and he opens tries to open the door but you know we have the locks on the door yep. yeah so he tries to open the door to let this kid out and i said i don't think that's a good idea and the guy bends down and looks at me and goes just let him out we'll talk about this and he pulls the kid out and he says you sit down here on the curb and he makes the kid sit on the curb 
And he turns to me, he says, so what happened here? And I barely get a word out. I don't even know what the first word was. And I, but I did say, oh, there he goes. <laughs> he jumped up, ran across the street. The cop sighs. And in a breath, he bounds after him, tackles him, and zip ties him one leg to another. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. he caught him. Yeah, he caught him. Yeah. And uh, the whole place cheered. And just then, his friends yeah. drove up. Uh, and the girl was like, I have the money. And I said, oh, he's right over there. He's going to jail. She didn't pay you? I didn't say that until she paid me, though. Oh, yeah. So yeah she gave me like a $10 bill. And, I, I and she said, well, where is he? And I said, he's right over there. Yeah, I, I only did $10. So. Well, you had to come back with him. Yeah. So that's like a rough trip. I was going to come back anyways. Yeah. Deadheading. Yeah. You didn't know that. Yeah. But I made 10 bucks, And I was amused. And it made a comic. Yeah. Yeah, I made a comic. I'm sorry if I told that story before kids. So the cop, was he pretty fit? Do you think, did you expect him to be able to catch this kid? I, I would not have been surprised. He was a country-looking boy. Okay. You know, toe-headed, blonde, yeah. uh, tall, fit. Because some of them aren't, like you say, yeah. uh, you wouldn't imagine. Because, uh, I mean, there are, not to be disparaging, but there are some cops in this town who look like they could even pass a box of donuts. No. Right? If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had an experience uh, when I was unemployed for a long time. I, I took a opportunity to go to corrections i was going to do a corrections oh, yeah, officer yeah. and uh, like at the jail right yeah uh -huh. yes and you tested at this for corrections you test the same as the sheriff's department and the police department you test at the same time doing the written tests and, and all that kind of stuff yeah. and then you sit in the room and they do a sort of a uh, verbal yeah some sort of verbal thing uh -huh. to help you get acclimated to what you're going to be can expect and and then you go out and you do your physical where you do so many sit-ups and so right. many push-ups and run a mile uh, and, uh, I went out and did, did that and I did shitty on the, on the exercise stuff. And I ran one lap around that track and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I went home cause I, I couldn't do it. I used to teach cross country. I coached yeah. cross country. I used to run all the time. I got a call from the, uh, MPD. I was trying for a corrections job, but they said, you should consider doing those tests again because we need people in the MPD, yeah. would you be interested? Because you aced the tests, the written tests and mm -hmm. all that. You didn't get anything wrong. Could you just come and just finish this shit? And I was I was so embarrassed. I, I said no. I could have been a cop. It sounds like there's they were trying to tell you that no matter how poorly you do, we're still going to Yeah, hire you just you. have to officially do it. Uh -huh. She was just saying, just come in and finish it. You just have to would finish it. Would you have considered maybe training for three or four weeks and then doing it? I don't think I wanted to. But because the, then you could have worked with your favorite lieutenant. <laughs> she could have been your partner. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, lieutenant. Beep. Yeah, I'm going to be. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, I, I didn't even really want the corrections job. Yeah. And. Uh, it sounds I, like it would be an interesting job. I did not I did not um, consider, though, ever working for the police department. And I think I, I can be honest when I say I was so embarrassed about not being able to finish it. And I was embarrassed that they were even calling me up saying, come on, you fat fuck, just go walk, they walk it. That. No, but that's how it right. felt. You know, you just got to walk it. I was proud that I got a straight A, you know, on the yeah. paperwork or the Very test. Good. But, uh, yeah, I, I was just, I don't know. Anyway. I think another interesting job would be 901 dispatch. I think it would be. 
I think it would, it would be, be very a, stressful. Yeah, I just I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I I would find it interesting. I probably would want to do it mm -hmm. because you want to really help. Yeah. You want to really yeah. be there for that kind of thing. And they pay very well. I didn't know that, but thank God because there's a lot of yeah. stress that comes with that. Anyway, what's our? You got a you got a joke joke, Mister Joker? I have a story to tell you. What what you got? The cops are coming for you. So you better tell it quick. Shit. Oh, they're they're flying. Oh, they were there, and now they're over here. Yeah, they're going fast. Or oh, it's just bouncing weird. Uh, I'm sitting at this diner, and it's a pretty cheap diner, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting in the booth by myself, and there's an older couple behind me. I can hear everything they're saying, and. <clears throat> The woman says to the man, we've been married 50 years, and this is the very diner that you proposed to me in. And the old man goes, yeah, that's true. I did, and you said yes. I was so happy. Do you remember what we did right after that? And I hear the lady kind of chuckle, and she goes, yeah, we went out, out back by the fence, and we, and we fucked. <laughs> and the old man goes, yeah. You want to do that again for old time's sake? 50 years is, we could do it again. So I'm very intrigued at this point, right? And the lady goes, yeah, let's go right now. So they go out the back door. You got some popcorn and whatever. And I had to follow. <laughs> I, I had to see what was going on. I mean, these people are in their 70s. And they're going to, you know, they're gonna mash. do the nasty, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> the lady goes over to the fence and she drops her panties down, and okay. lifts up her skirt, okay. turns around. Old man comes up behind her. He grabs the fence, and then and they start going at it. And I oh mean, they're God. gyrating and okay. and sweat. Okay, and I mean they're so they're having sex, jiggling, and the and, and <laughs> it's going on for twenty fucking minutes, Holy man. Shit. Finally, they they both fall on the ground, and and the old man starts to pull his pants up, and I I had to walk over. And I said. I understand why you guys are married for 50 years. You had uh, 20 minutes of the most intense sex. Man, if you've been doing that for 50 years, no matter you guys stuck together. He goes, no, 50 years ago, that fence wasn't electrified. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That went a little, that slipped a little on the innocent side towards the end there. All right, kids. I must be getting tolerant more times. Tolerant? <laughs> becoming more tolerant. High tolerance? Jokes. I must be getting becoming more tolerant. That really wasn't a bad joke. I mean, yeah. it was a little dirty. Maybe it was right? the details. Right? Maybe it was the details. Uh, the, the, the devil's in the details. Yeah. Is that what, what they say? Yep. Uh, Have a good night, guys. I don't know who to say good show to. Oh, oh good show, Detroit Lions. Did they lose? They won. Oh. It's them in San Francisco. Okay. By the time this airs, we will know that Detroit has not made it to the Super Bowl, but we will soon find out. Right. Yeah. Well, good show, Detroit Lions. Stay positive, kids. Thanks for coming along with us on That Taxi Podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode and find us on spotify or wherever you download your podcasts wherever you download this podcast oh right sorry 
We want your thoughts, ideas, and feedback on today's episode. So please contact us, and we really do want you to contact us at thattaxipodcast.com, at Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week. See you next week.